Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, and welcome to Excel Radio. This is your host, Dr. Nick Zarowski, and I am here with a special guest today, Amir. Amir is a performance coach who helps people uh, you know, really take their life to the next level, their success to the next level. And, um, you know, that's, that's what he's been doing for quite some time now. He's very passionate about it and he sees results when he works with people. So welcome to the show, Amir. My pleasure being here, Nick. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you. Amir, you know, you, you call yourself a performance coach, and this is really interesting because, you know, I've I've worked with people like yourself in the past, and I find it very, very helpful to be able to utilize services like you have because, I mean, there's a big swamp of mediocrity out there. Um, first of all, it likes to suck people in, but also when people are in, they have a hard time getting out. People I work with, I know that they're not they're not in this swamp, but uh, there's a lot of people who are and they need help. So can you tell us your story and what you do and how you help people? So you want my whole story? Like you want the short version, long version? <laughs> well, you know, we got about we got about 35, 40 minutes. So, you know, whatever one fits best. I'll, I'll make a nice uh, in-between version. So okay. basically my, my uh, in-between version story is this. Uh, I got kicked out of two high schools when I was roughly at the age of 14. And I decided, wait a second, I can make more money just hustling and doing whatever I want to do and having fun doing yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when you're at that age, right, you're a 14-year-old, 15-year-old teenager, and you, when you ask your parents or you ask teachers or guidance counselors, hey, you know, what's the purpose of going to school? They literally tell you one thing. They say, Amir, you need to graduate high school because you got to go to college and university and get your diploma and degree because that's going to get you a good job. That yeah. job is going to get you money and that money is going to get you a house and a car. Then you're set. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So here mm -hmm. I was, 1451. Let me bypass all of that. Let me go do my own thing and hustle. So when I mean mm -hmm. by hustle, I did whatever I can to make money. Mm -hmm. And I was good at it. I made a lot of money. You know, here's a 15-year-old kid making 100K a year cash and living a rock and roll lifestyle. And that perpetuated. I never went to college. I never went to university. So basically, that's where my education stopped. However, with that type of lifestyle, certain things come along with it. So mm -hmm. abusing my body. I had two overdoses in my life. I've been shot at. I've been stabbed at. I've been probably over 100, 200 street fights in my life. I've been hit in the head with baseball. You name it, I've been through. I've seen it all. Just craziness, <laughs> right? And wow. obviously, you get in trouble with the law. I've been to jail a couple of times, not long stints. And finally, I ended up going to jail for half a year in the maximum security, not too far away from Toronto. And I left jail. This is probably at the age of 20. I'm 29 right now. And I was trying to figure out what to do with myself because truthfully, I got bored of that lifestyle. I, I It was me. Like that was my ego. And I lost my ego afterwards. I just got bored of it. I didn't know what to do. And there's that Greek saying. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Greeks say it. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And the teacher for me was a multitude of different things in my life. Number one, I met my soulmate. Number two, I discovered eating healthy foods, which transformed my mindset. Number three, I discovered the power of your environment, meaning your how your friends control your behavior, how your family controls your behavior, and how, generally speaking, what you expose yourself on a day-to-day -day basis actually controls your behavior. So all of these things came to me in almost like a domino series, and that's when my kind of path started towards, hey, 
you know, I was able to transform my life going from X to Y. I want to share this knowledge with everybody else. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's quite a story right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you know, it's that's the thing is that we, we are told that we have to have this specific education. You have to live a, your life a certain way. And uh, I know that Steve Jobs has a quote on that where it's like, you know, we're, we're taught that to almost have like tunnel vision where we have to live our lives a certain way where we have to fit into the model of the world. But why not like make a model of the world that you can fit into? Well, at the end of the day, make the world that you want to live in, right? Reality right. is your perspective of life. That's what reality is. Your reality, Nick, is different than my reality. How right. I view life, how I live it on a day-to-day -day basis is completely different from the rest of humanity, which is beautiful. The yeah. problem today is they've engineered us to live in this system because we're all cogs. We're all yes men, yes women. They want us to behave. Now, I'm not saying don't just, you know, I'm not saying everyone stand up and disagree with authority. What I'm telling people, though, is to think for yourself. Mm -hmm. you no, know, really think for yourself. Just because your mother did it doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because your great great grandfather did something doesn't mean you have to do it. Use critical thinking. It, the thing that you're doing at the current moment in your life, is it in your best interest, truthfully? And if the answer is no, Forget custom, forget what they're telling you. Just don't do it because you're not serving yourself. You're serving them. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now what do you do now? I mean, you, you, you have a very successful business and, and you help a lot of people. So can you kind of go into that a little bit of what you're doing now in order to help people with this profound knowledge that you've learned over the years where that, you know, caused you some pain, caused you some heartache, but also taught you, you know, a lot of lessons in life. Yeah. So I help a lot of entrepreneurs with the mindset and with creating six figure business online. Cause I was a, I was a health coach before I became a performance coach. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now I'm really helping entrepreneurs who are starting off as coaches to create that six figure online business, as well as on the side, I really help executives and top performance people uncrack their mindset because it doesn't matter if you're on this level, say you're level a, and then you want to come to a level eight plus you need a little help and support in between. You know, even me, I have a coach, I have a coach, for you know, certain different areas in my life. And my specialty is truthfully kicking people in the butt. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. sugarcoat stuff. I don't like hidden messages. I tell you as it is. Nick, mm -hmm. you're not doing a good job. You gotta fix this today. Action, yeah. action, action. And mm -hmm. some people need that. And at the end of the day, this is really important. I want everyone to really listen to what I'm about to say. There's a lot of performance coaches out there you have to find the one that you vibe with. Right. Okay. Because the energies really do matter. If you guys aren't on the right frequency, if you guys don't acknowledge each other, if you guys don't respect each other, I don't care how much if you're paying, you know, for example, $20,000, $30,000 a week, it doesn't matter. So really understand that the connection you make with your coach is the most important thing when it, be, when it comes to your success. No, I agree with that a hundred percent. And, and, uh, you are clearly a uh, very high energy and you're, it sounds like, you know, you, you probably keep on people pretty well when you're trying to take them to that next level and, and you push them, right? That, well, that's my, that's how I approach my, my way of teaching people and educating people. I'm not the big believer in, okay, here is just the tools. You do it by yourself. I'm a believer in, Hey, I'm going to tell you straight up. You're not doing a good job. Right. Okay. And if you're not accepting my guidance, then leave. 
I don't have time to waste on you. Just leave, okay? Because you're not respecting yourself first. That's the first thing to begin with. You're not respecting yourself, and then you're not respecting me. Because there's another one million people waiting in line to work with me. Mm -hmm. So it always starts with yourself. Respect yourself first, then you respect me. So yeah, if I see Nick doing something, for example, working on a business plan, I see Nick, you know, la la lying on the side and not really executing on the on the plan that we had. I'm going to tell Nick straight, get to it. What's going on? Time. <laughs> Time is limited. Doesn't matter if we have a billion dollars. I can't reverse time. No one has created a time machine yet, mm -hmm. right? So time is precious. Use that towards your advantage. If you can do something today, do it today. Benjamin Franklin talks about that. Never, ever wait for tomorrow. Always do it today. So yeah, that's my type of method I have. It's like in your face, raw, authentic. But at the end of the day, I deliver results. Right. And that's what's most important. And that's what people want. Um, you know, so... You help people um, get in the right mindset and create a, a, a high performance mindset or a, a a mindset for success. What are some tips and strategies that people can you, that you can share with people in order to create this mindset? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a couple of things you got to do. So let's talk about first physiology and biology. Okay, that that's the first step. And on my personal experience, or am I, I'm just going to be a biased over here because what worked for me has worked for many other people. So I'm just using what has personally worked for me. This right. may not 100% work for you. I'm just telling you from my point of view and what I've seen with my students. First of all, we got to focus on your diet because the foods you eat dictate how you behave. Certain foods can cause you to become depressed. Certain foods can cause you to have brain fog. Certain foods can cause you to have neurological issues, have allergies. So we got to start with your diet. And I'm not going to be standing over here and preaching the paleo diet's the best, the vegan diet's the best, this diet's the best. No. I'm preaching simplicity as Bruce Lee talks about. Let's go back to the basics. Let's just eat whole foods, real foods. I don't care what type of real foods are you eating? And let's make this consistent. No, oh, I ate healthy on a Tuesday. Then the rest of the week, you didn't eat healthy. You got to eat healthy forever. That's it. End right. of story. You want to be on peak performance? Your body has to be on peak performance. So I want you to include, you know, healthy proteins, you know, wild-caught fishes, grass-fed meats, organic vegetables, seasonal fruits, nice tubers. Uh, if you want some nuts in there, drink plenty, plenty of water. So you got to start with your diet first. If you guys are right now eating processed foods or the standard American diet and eating McDonald's or eating, you know, so-called healthy whole grain pastas, it's not fueling your body. You got to have real food that nature provides you. That's step one. So eating a whole foods natural diet. Step two is controlling your sleep because most entrepreneurs, they think, oh yeah, I'm just going to pull an all-nighter and only sleep two, three hours a night and I'm good. Wrong. Sleep heals your body. Sleep is like the gasoline that you put in your Ferrari. You would never, ever drive your Ferrari empty when the red light is signaling. You're going to destroy your engine. So why are you doing that to your body? It's the same thing. Sleep repairs your neurons. Sleep repairs your telomeres. So the, uh, the, end, of a, the, uh, the end of your DNA it actually controls the length of your life. So therefore, sleep can actually control the length of your life. So if you want to live longer, you got to fix your sleep. Second of all, sleep controls the energy levels of your body. So if you want to perform better, you want to have more energy management. See, people talk about time management. I'm like, it's bullshit. It's all about energy management because, hey, I can give Nick three hours to accomplish a task. However, if he's just staring at the screen with brain fog and he needs 10 cups of coffee, what's the point? 
Right. But, but if Nick has a lot of energy, he has a focused mindset, he's honed into the task, he doesn't need three hours, he needs half an hour, done deal. So he can accomplish so much more in three hours than any other human being. So that's why energy management is super important. And when it comes to sleep, this is what you gotta do. Light is your enemy and light is your friend. At nighttime, about two hours before bed, you should shut off the lights. And I'm not telling you to go pitch black. Some people won't do that. What I'm telling you is dim the lights in your house. I would recommend going on Amazon and buying blue light glasses. They're like 10 bucks. They're orange or red construction glasses. And what this does, it blocks the blue light, which is, which is pretty harmful for you at nighttime. It increases your cortisol, your stress hormone, and decreases melatonin, your sleep hormone, which is not good. Second of all, at nighttime is you got to stay away from electronics. You know, there should be no reason why you're knocking off the last second email at like 11 p.m. at night. Your mind needs time to relax and chill out. Read a book. Do some writing. If you got a partner, a wife, a husband, kids, a dog, a cat, spend time with them. Because the electronics, they will stimulate your neurons. And you're going to have a big problem going to sleep. Now let's flip that when you wake up. When you wake up, it's the opposite. Most people, they wake up, they're in the kitchen counter, they go to their car, from their car, they go to the office, office back to the car, back home. They're never outside. You need light to stimulate us. It's the same thing in the comic books. If you guys are familiar with Superman, Superman goes to the sun, he's re-energized by the sun. We're no different. We are beings of light. This is quantum physics. It's proven in studies that our mitochondria absorb the photons of light. Einstein, he won a Nobel Peace Prize for that discovery in his electrodynamic uh, equations. So... You need light during the day. You just need it. And if you're living in a climate such as I am, Toronto, right now it's like minus 10. It's a blizzard outside. (laughs) It's the same way here in Michigan right now. I mean, we're actually freezing rain, four inches of snow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'll go go tanning like three to four times a week for 10-minute sessions. Mm -hmm. I have to. Yeah. I I track my vitamin D levels and I see the difference. So you got to get that light in you. And a great little hack to have at your office – or wherever you want to have it, is get uh, a sad light. So basically what it does is it it emits a 10,000 lux frequency of light. They actually use it in Europe as a medical device for people that have seasonal affection disorder, which is sad. So that's like 200 bucks you can buy off Amazon. And it's a small unit, probably the size of a laptop, and it sits vertically on your desk and just shines light. And you can look at that for like 10 minutes a day, and that's going to really stimulate your pineal gland to kind of help you resynchronize your sleep cycle, okay? So that's biology and that's physiology. Now for mindset to really control your environment is you got to surround yourself with go-getters. I call it the ABC friends. So C friends, you should be spending around maybe 5% time, maximum 10% time. B friends, you should be spending time roughly maybe I don't know, 20 to 30%, and then A friends, probably 60%. And if if you look around in your environment right now, look at your friends. Do they support you? Do they nurture you? Do they tell you, hey, Nick, yeah, I like your idea. Go for it. Hustle. Crush it. You know, I want you to accomplish this. Or are they telling, hey, Nick, yeah, I don't think so you should do that. No, no, no. And if you got friends who are telling you the latter then you should leave them right away. And you got to look at their habits too. If you got friends, and this is proven in Harvard studies for people who are obese, 
I think the, the correlation was 55%. So the chances that you are obese, no, the chances that you become obese if your friends are obese are 55%. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. huge, right? Yep. So if your friends have a bad habit of smoking, of you know, always blaming other people, of having a static mindset versus a growth mindset, chances are you're going to have the same thing. In fact, there's two U of T professors who wrote a book called Connected where they took that whole theory of you are the sum of your friends and broke it down mathematically. And they proved it mathematically that yes, the, the, the law of averages does exist mathematically with your friends. So if your friends are making like $50,000 a year and complaining about certain problems, you're in the same boat. If your friends are making $10 million a year and have an abundant mindset, you're one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's key, man. If you really, really, really want to crack that mind, you got to pick your friends wisely. So those are like the major two, controlling your diet, physiology, and picking your friends wisely. No, and those are incredible because, you know, I mean, I spend my life and, you know, my career focusing on people, cha- helping them change their physiology and their biology so that, you know, they can actually even, you know, get to the level that you're talking about where you're trying to actually create an abundance mindset and, and create success in your life. Because, I mean, if you don't have your health, then, you know, what can you do? You, you can't, you show up to work, you can't think. You were talking about, you know, uh, someone who has a lot of energy can sit down at a computer and knock something out. Well, you know, in the workforce, it's estimated that, you know, people spend to have, they have about 91 absentee days a year just because they're showing up, they're not focused, they can't think. Uh, 80% of the workforce has a chronic health condition. That's fact. And, um, you know, so, so you get these people showing up to work and, and, you know, they don't have their health. They, I mean, they can't even, they can't even get to the mindset of, you know, becoming more successful or, or helping you take your business or whatever it is to the next level because, or their career to the next level, because, you know, I mean, they're just so far away from that, you know? Well, that's the thing though, you know, when you look at, for example, if you want to go from A to B, the roadmap is there. It's not like what we're talking about is hidden information. You right. can read a million books. You can Google everything. You can, oh, just, yeah. you can study successful people. The problem is creating the habits to cement this type of lifestyle. Now, habits, they're not easy to create and they're not easy to break. In fact, you can't break habits. You can only suppress habits. That's why bad habits, they reemerge. So kind of like layering. Think of layering, right? Okay. You got three bad habits. Well, you got to put another three good habits, maybe even five habits to suppress the old habits. Okay. And when it comes to habits, depending on what studies you look at, some people say 30 days, some people say 67 days. Let's, let's say 90 days. Let's say it takes you 90 days to make a habit. Okay. When you want to achieve success, say your success is transforming your mindset, going from a 500K a year business to that $1 million a year business. Mm-hmm. What is one keystone habit that we can focus on so you can get the most momentum. That's where the magic is because people concentrate on too many things at once. It's like you're trying to juggle what five habits at once and you know backwards blindfolded it's not going to work. You got to focus on one thing that's going to give you the best ROI. Pareto's principle, right? The 80/20 rule. What is something that we can put in 20% but get 80% back? Mm-hmm. And this is where you got to audit yourself. Know thyself. Peter Drucker talks about this. Socrates talks about this. 
You know, the old stoic philosophers talk about this. Rumi talked about this. You got to know yourself. You really have to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And the only way you can find that is auditing yourself, being honest with yourself first, being like, okay, Nick and Amir, this is what I'm good at naturally. This is what I'm not good at. This is what I need help with. And then based on that overview uh, plan that we just laid out, what is one habit that we can instill right now that's going to give you that best bang for your buck? Okay. Now, would you suggest people, uh, in order to really identify where the problems are in their life, should they journal? I mean, how should they go about doing that? Yeah, journaling is great. Having accountability partners. So I have a couple of them in my life as well. Journaling, I use something called a five-minute journal in the okay. morning and night. It's quick. It's literally five minutes. It's two and a half minutes in the morning and the evening. And then at nighttime, I just write. Okay. Uh, ran- randomness. Whatever mm-hmm. pops it can be a poem sometimes. It can be an article. It can be gibberish. It can be whatever. I just write. Yeah, well, people who do that say that the purpose of doing that and the reason they do it is in order to get the stuff out of their mind is so that they can move forward, You know, even go to sleep that night because if they can't dump it, then a lot of times they can't sleep that night. But just dump it, put it on paper. I think it's called mind mapping, right? Mind mapping where you can mind actually mapping, mind dumping. mind maps. And I highly recommend you do this with a pen and paper. Don't use electronics. Okay. There's a beautiful kinesthetic uh, connection you have when you actually have pen to paper. Mm-hmm. And I also have my own uh, speculation that the uh, EMFs and the electronics and, and the frequencies from the computer alter your brain uh, frequencies too. Mm-hmm. Because you get stressed out, as shown in studies too, the more you're around electronics, the more your stress cortisol hormone raises, which is not good. So I would highly recommend that if you're looking to audit your situation or audit yourself, there's a couple of things you can do. You can do journaling, pen to paper. I would highly recommend you get an accountability partner. You can get stuff like app. Oh, no, no. There's an app called Lyft, which is free. Uh, there's another app, which is free. It's called, I think, Stacks. Or is it Stacks? This one's good. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link afterwards. But pretty much, okay. you put money down towards your anti-charity. So say your anti-charity is Ku Klux Klan. You're like, I hate them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so let's put $500, real money, not Monopoly money. Let's put $500 down on your Visa card. And each week, I'm going to hold you accountable. And you just log in as like a little coaching thing. And if Nick doesn't log in and say, yeah, Amir, I did this, 100 bucks goes to the KKK. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no, Sticks. It's called Sticks. Sticks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that, that, I mean, that's one way to do it. I guess one way to really get you motivated, right? You got to have uh, consequences if you don't produce. That's mm-hmm. the problem with people. They they can put up their hand and say, I, I accept the responsibilities, but if there's no consequences, who cares? Oh, yeah, I, I, I accept it. Yeah. I accept the charges. What's the charge? Nothing. Yeah, I accept, I accept mm-hmm. the charge of nothing. There has to be a consequence. Mm-hmm. And a financial consequence is one of the toughest consequences you can put on people. Right. And more so a financial consequence to something that they don't like, you know, <laughs> but real, it's, it's not, the money's already in an escrow account. So it's not like, okay, Nick, you didn't produce, give me money out of your pocket now. No, no, the money's gone already. So it's an escrow account or another person's holding it. So there's no excuses when you don't produce. Oh yeah, I'll get you the money next week and forget. No, no, it's automatic instantaneous. Oh, wow. So now, now who, 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 where do you, you log your data or who puts that in? Does your accountability, how does that work? Yeah. So one person's a coach, one person's a student. Okay. 
and the student logs in. So basically, we have milestones. It's up to you. You can customize it how you All want. I gotcha, so I gotcha. Let's say every five days of a milestone. So every five days has to be a check-in, and you have to say, yeah, yes, no, I did what I need to do. It's up to you. You can say, yeah. you can make it really detailed. You can make it so simple of yes, no. So every five days, you log in, and you actually tell me yes or no. And if it's a no, I report no. Like, I get the message. You told me no, therefore I say no. Milestone not completed. Okay, money gone. Wow. <laughs> I guess that's one way. I mean, uh, whatever holds you accountable, right? That's right. It can be anything what you deem sacred in, for yourself, right? Most people, they deem money sacred. And specifically for people who are trying to transform their life, sometimes money is a huge burden. That's like a troublesome area in their life. Mm -hmm. So losing $500 cash, that's a big issue for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And when you tell them, listen, this is no joke. Give me $500 now. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't report every week, I'm taking a hundred bucks off every single time. That's 500 bucks gone towards something they hate. You know, yeah. it can be the opposite. Maybe someone hates the Nazi party in Germany still and they, you know, they pay money for the Nazi party, right? right. At the end of the day, your money is going towards something that you despise. Right, right. I mean, and, and I think the whole idea behind that, and it's often what I'll talk about is like, you know, just getting you to take action in, in what the effect could be if you didn't take action. Because I think that a lot of people don't take action in their life. They want to, they want to be this person. They want to act this way. They want to have this amount of money, but they're not willing to take the action to do it. And I often, oftentimes will talk about like, you know, if you were a, you know, military general and you're going to war and, and, you know, if, if you didn't take action and if you didn't make the right moves and you didn't make the right steps, uh, towards, and have a really specific strategy to get you to the next level in mm. battle, then you're going to be wiped out. Like, you know, you're going to lose all your men. You're going to, I mean, that, and that's essentially in life. I know it's not that extreme, but in a sense, it's like, you know, do you want to sit in your rocking chair at, you know, 80 years old and look back and like, wow, I wanted to be this person and I never did it. I wanted to have this job and I never went for it. I wanted to have this type of career, this amount of money, this, these, these, you know, maybe even material things or, you know, um, or a family and I never did it. And, and like, I think that's devastating, you know? So I think that people have to look at that and, and look at how devastating that could actually be for them. Regrets are horrible. There's nothing worse than regrets. When you look back, and you're like, oh my God, why didn't I do that? Yeah. It's one of the most devastating things you can do on a psychological and spiritual level for any human being on the planet. And that's why you got to really grab the bull by the horns and take life and win at life. That's my tagline. You got to win at life. Life is so, so short. You know, my mo mother's a nurse, a sick kid's children's hospital. And I see it all the time. I'm in there occasionally. I really don't like to go to hospitals. They're a very depressing place, right? They call it like the place of healing. I walk in. I'm like, I want to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reality check that you get sometimes is crazy because get this, you know, say you're complaining about money with your wife or husband, vice versa, and you guys have kids and you go for a routine checkup, maybe at the doctor. And then the doctor tells you this. Uh, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but your son has cancer. The arguments you just had about money, all that bullshit you're talking about means nothing anymore. Mm -hmm. The reality that you're living in has just changed like this. And that's why 
you really, and I, and I can't stress this enough, you really, really have to engineer your life how you want to live life, not how society wants you to live life. Society wanted me to live life, going to school, get a degree. I didn't accept that. Society wants you to follow the rules. Don't accept that. Create the reality you want to live because tomorrow you never know. We can go to war. You know, I always joke about this. I'm like, Canada can go to war with the United States. And people forget the whole reason the White House is called the White House is because the Canadians burnt it down in the 1800s. So the war wasn't too long ago, right? The British colonies. And I'm like, war can happen. Uh, depression can happen. Something that we can't control. Natural disasters can happen. You know, so God forbid, for example, some crazy, you know, end of the world tomorrow scenario happens. What then? Are you going to regret, oh, I should have, you know, spent more time doing this or I should have followed my instincts internally. Maybe I should have become a writer. Maybe I should have started that business. Don't follow the rules of society. I'm not here to be an anarchist. I'm complete opposite from an anarchist. I think the more people that follow their internal instincts and passion, I think the world becomes a better place. Imagine yeah. if we had more Mahatma Gandhis, more Martin Luthers, more Malcolm X's, more, you know, Michael Jordans, more anybody at that caliber. Mm -hmm. It's more inspiration for other people to strive to become their very best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, without a doubt. That's, uh, yeah, it's incredible. And, and so, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, creating that success, success mindset. We're talking about, uh, creating, um, habits. We talked about, uh, you know, getting your physiology and your biology, right. Which was actually number one. Um, what else? We also talked about, um, you know, about how you you need to push yourself and and so you know what else what else is there to to you know get people to get to the next level i mean taking action was a big thing we talked about that as well you know what what else is it to to that people need that you see that helps them get to the next level a big vision i think a lot of people think too small okay so if you look at for example your life's ambition or your life goal, how big is it? Can you travel from the future? So hypothetically speaking, let's say you have a time machine. Can you travel from the future to the past and tell your younger self, man, you're going to do amazing things? Like I mean earth-shattering things. If the answer is no, then you're not dreaming big enough. Mm -hmm. Everybody should dream so big that their dream affects and influences every single human being on the planet. And with this type of mindset of dreaming big and doing big, you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we're all social creatures and we actually become happier, healthier, and wiser by helping each other out. It's ingrained in our DNA as social beings. So don't think small. If you're thinking of, for example, I deal with a lot of health coaches. They want to start a small health coaching business and like think larger. How can you help, say, 5 billion human beings on the planet? Humans are getting sicker and sicker. How can you help them out? Mm -hmm. If you're starting off with a company, how can you create a product that can improve the quality of every single human being on the planet? Stop mm -hmm. thinking locally. Stop thinking, how can I help my city? Which is good. I'm all about the evergreen grassroots movement. But at the exact same time, if you really want to leave your mark and really make a difference in the world, you got to think big. No, I agree without a doubt. So, I mean, these are incredible success strategies. 
Um, there's one last thing I want to talk to you a little bit about, and I'm sure that you implement this into your into your life. I'm going to tell just by looking at you that you do, and it's working out. What is what is? I mean, this is absolutely crucial for success. Uh, you know, to get that workout in every day. What does that look like for you? It depends. I'm at the current stage of just having fun with my workouts. Okay. I'm not, I'm not competing for anything. Uh, depends on my mood. So right now I wake up really early in the morning around 4.45. I do my morning rituals. Uh, I take care of what I need to do in the morning. And then depending how I physically feel, I may do a nice little like kettlebell cardio workout in the morning. So high intensity, probably 20 minutes out. Yeah. Gone. Or if I'm feeling like some good strength training, I'll do my Olympic lifting. And it's not set in stone. So for example, right today, I haven't gone to the gym yet. And it's uh, 2.40 Eastern time. I'm going to go gym at 5 o'clock and do some old school heavy duty ollie lifting. I mean, just scream to hell, throw some plates up and have some good. fun. So at the moment, I'm just having fun, enjoying myself. And uh, that's what works for me at the moment. I'm not static. I know in the future, I'm going to be training for martial arts again and maybe training for a competition when I have my routine down. Okay. But the key for... Finding out what works for you, there's a couple of things. A, you got to find out what type of phenotype are you. Are you ectomorph? Are you mesomorph? Are you endomorph? Because that's going to dictate exactly what types of uh, movement patterns you use. That's why you see some people can build mass much more easier than other people because of their muscle fibers and their genetics. So find out what type of person you are. Second of all, find out what you enjoy. You know, If you despise going to the gym every day and doing something, do you really think that's going to be sustainable? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Right. Absolutely no. So you got to find out what you like. Maybe dancing. You know, I did that for a little bit. Salsa dancing, tango dancing, crazy workout. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's insane, right? Yeah, yeah. So I tell people do some dancing, go do some traditional martial arts, do some MMA fighting, try some kettlebells, try some CrossFit, maybe try some Movna. Try everything. Yeah. Don't be set in stone for one thing. Why don't you taste every single thing out there and see what okay. you like? And then have fun. And don't be so set in stone that, oh, I have to go to the gym at 6 a.m. You don't have to. If it fits your routine, do it. If it doesn't fit your routine, don't pull your hair out. Figure out at what time during the day you can go. And you don't have to go every day. I don't go to the gym every day. Uh, no matter what, every day I do a walk. For me, it's a religion. I walk about half an hour to an hour every day, regardless of the weather. If it's a blizzard outside, sometimes I actually find comfort in that. I wrap myself up. I got my winter boots. I got my hat. I got my gloves. And I go to La La Land. I have no tape. I just let my mind roam. So that's a movement for me, walking every day. In the summertime, I'm never in the gym. I'm outdoors. I'm swimming. I'm sprinting. Volleyball. I love basketball. I'm on the courts every single day playing basketball. And uh, I have portable kettlebells you can take to the beach and have some fun. Okay. Right? So have fun in life. Figure out what, what works for you. And if you're one of those like really competitive people, Aim for a competition. Aim for a competition. So if you want to join a CrossFit, go hit up a competition. You want to join a martial arts, do a competition. If you want to do like Olympic lifting, go do a competition because that's going to be the light at the end of your tunnel and that's going to kind of be your guiding force to keep you moving. No, that's good. Yeah, I I think that um, 
competitions are good because it, you know, if you have a competition coming up, you're going to train for it. And so maybe some people need that as well. So Amir, this has been incredible. This is all very good information. And, um, you know, I can tell you're on fire and I'm sure everybody listening can tell that you're on fire to help people. Um, so I really appreciate you being on the show today and, uh, look forward to getting some feedback on this episode with you. And, uh, I know we could talk all day, but you know, unfortunately we got to go. So, uh, thank you for being here with us. My pleasure, Nick, anytime. All right, Amir, thank you and have a great day. You too, cheers. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.